Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Canny Crystals, the podcast. I'm your host, Mark Tweedy, and this week... <laughs> gotcha. I'm only joking. <laughs> I bet people were checking the phones, you know, thinking, what on earth is going on? I'm listening to Emma. Well, I'll tell you what's going on. This is Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast. And guess what? Our Spiritual Queen herself is celebrating her 300th episode today. Can you believe that? 300 episodes. So without further ado, let's welcome her to her own show. Welcome to Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast the number one spirituality podcast on iTunes. My name is Emma Mumford and I'm your host. I'm the UK's leading law of attraction expert, award-winning life coach, two times best-selling author, manifestation YouTuber, speaker, and badass spiritual queen. I'm here to help you awaken and turn your dream life into an abundant reality and help you create your positively wealthy life full of happiness, abundance, and joy. I do this through sharing the power of law of attraction and spirituality. I hope my podcast will inspire you to raise your game and start living your best life today. Without further ado, let's get started with this week's episode. Oh, Emma Mumford's here, everyone. Whoop, whoop. Woo, thank you. I I literally bet people were like, oh my God, what's happened? How have I landed? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to confuse the hell out of people here. <laughs> How are you? Are you all right? I am very good. Thanks, my love. How are you? Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Oh, do you know what? I'm so privileged that you asked us to take over this for this like very, very special episode. So just thank you so much for this opportunity. But what does it feel like being on the receiving end of the questions? Does it feel weird? Well, it's like when George and Hannah did the 100 and 200 episodes, like obviously you haven't given, I think George might have sent me the questions before, I can't remember, but I haven't seen Mark's questions at all. So yeah, I'm yeah. excited because I love not knowing questions in interviews anyway, just so I can like, you know, be in the moment and really think about that answer and be present. But I'm also like a little bit nervous because I'm like, what <laughs> is he going to ask me? Yeah, I was going to say it makes it a little bit more mysterious, doesn't it? <laughs> don't worry, I'm not going to ask you anything rude or anything like that. You know, <laughs> I'll keep it clean. Don't worry. We might as well dive right in then. So 300 episodes. I mean, what an accolade. Like in the world of podcasting, like we always talk about, you know, consistency and dedication and how they're essential to getting our goals and manifesting. So what's kept you motivated and inspired to continue producing these episodes? Like, how do you stay connected to your audience? And this is a bit of market research for me as well. (laughs) I love that. And yeah, because obviously it's like six years next month as well of the podcast. So yeah, obviously thinking of like over the last six years, 300 episodes, 
it's just wild to me because as I always share in this podcast, I never expected to want to do a podcast. It was not the goal. A lot of people are like, did you manifest the podcast? And the truthful answer is no, Mark. Honestly, like six years ago when podcasts were really starting to take off, I was like, who listens to podcasts? No, it's all about YouTube. It's all about video. And I really kind of like shoo-shooed the idea of a podcast until literally everybody was like, come on, Emma, do a podcast, do a podcast. So I thought, sod it. What have I got to lose? Let's do it. And six years later, here we are. And honestly, I can hand on heart say this is literally, I would say, I think there's two, but the top, I would say, favorite channel of mine to create content on because I get the opportunity to sit down with honestly the most inspiring people like yourself and so many other incredible experts and authors and gurus and oh my gosh the most inspirational people in the world and that for me feels like the ultimate privilege and the biggest reward to my job that I get these incredible opportunities to be able to sit down with these people and ask them questions and dive into their work. But actually, I love the community that the podcast has created as well. And I feel like receiving people's messages week in, week out saying like, this podcast really helped me or I came across so-and-so's work through you and it's really, really helped me. So I think it's great because it's not only my work that is helping people, but it's also leading people to other incredible people's work as well. So I think it's a it's a really nice energy around it where you can get stuff from me, you can get stuff from other guests. And yeah, I think what's kind of sort of kept me going over those six years and those 300 episodes is feeling inspired by it. Like I get really inspired by the podcast, like the people who come on, the incredible answers they give, it really inspires me. So for me, sitting down with you, sitting down with anybody and having these kind of chats just feels like you're having a chat with your friend. It feels like you kind of got a cup of coffee, you're having a chat and It's really grounding, I think, and humbling to be able to sit down with some of the most incredible experts in our sphere. And just like with, what was it, Marianne Williamson, we were talking about our favorite chocolate and just really random things like that. But it makes us all human. And I feel like it's so great for people to see these human sides to everybody who comes on the podcast. So for me, it's that inspiration. It's, you know, incredible to be able to sit in these spaces with these people. Um, but I just love it. I, I just love recording the episodes too. I was going to say, cause it's a bit like a conference that everyone's invited to. And, you know, you've got all these amazing keynote speakers and this guest speaker. And it's like anyone can dip in and out of whenever they want. And that's what I love about it. But you're so right with what you mentioned about community. Because the amount of people that message me and they're like, oh, thank you so much for having Emma Mumford on the podcast. Um, it's led me down a rabbit hole of Emma's YouTube and Emma's podcast now. And then in on the flip side of that, I'll get, oh my God, I found you through Emma Mumford. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, we're all sharing each other's like fan bases and listeners. And it's just such a beautiful energy. That's what I love the most about podcasting. So I totally get that. But with all that said, I have to ask this. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, who has been your favorite guest on the show so far? Like, who stood out to you the most out of everyone? I know you you spoke on the 200th episode about, you know, in the past 200 episodes. But even in these last 100 episodes, who's been your favorite? I think all-time favorite is still Wim Hof. I get asked mm. this a lot. 
lot and it's definitely still Wim Hof. His energy and his wisdom, like he'll probably hate me for saying this, but it was giving like such granddad vibes. Or should I say that? <laughs> not old enough to be my granddad, but he was, just giving, such, <laughs> he was just giving such good dad vibes of like just the most kindest, loveliest person. And honestly, the just incredible knowledge that he shares in that episode is so worth listening. And, you know, the Wim Hof method, he talks about his breath work, he talks about cold water therapy. And for me, like that's been a huge, really exciting practice to dive into. So that episode for me is always going to be my favorite, but they're all my favorites, of course. But in the last 100, oh, it's so difficult because I would say there's like two, there's two people who really stand out. Because they were really big manifestations. And I know that George asked me, like, who would you like to have on the podcast in the future? And I know one of them was on this list, but obviously both of them were big manifestations. But, oh, it's so difficult. I'm going to say Mel Robbins, but Marie Forleo is very closely there. Like, it's very hard to pick between the two because they're both just powerhouses of women who are just so incredible and have the loveliest energy. And what I really love about sitting down with these people is like, sometimes you think like, you know, are they going to be how they like portray themselves online? And honestly, they're all so lovely. Like the kindest people who are so grateful to give their time and were like happy to answer anything. And I think that's what really makes it such an incredible experience for not only me as the host, but obviously the listeners as well is, uh, you know, it is that genuine experience of Mm. just someone being lovely. Um, But Mel, for me, really changed a lot in my own thinking. Marie's work I've loved for ages. And of course, she shares. And Time Genius has been such a huge shift in my life, learning those teachings, helping me to run my business. So equally, I've taken lots from both of those episodes and, you know, working with those people's work. But Mel, for me, was just one that really stood out just because of the high five habit, and really learn it and leaning into that self-love sign of things. So yeah, I feel like she shared so many great facts and statistics in there that I think just blew all of our minds of like, wow, like we really need to like really think about this and do this work. So yeah, I think they're both my favorite for different reasons, but I would say, yeah, Mel. I know we spoke about this before on the episode as well, before the episode started recording, sorry. Um, But Marie Folio is probably one of my favorites of the last 100. I just got the most out of it and all the time genius work and things. And I'd never even heard of Marie before that episode either. So it obviously led me down a massive rabbit hole of her work and going through her socials. I really, really enjoyed that. So what is the singular most important piece of info that you've personally put into practice from all of these guests and what's the mo- what's something that you've got the most out of oh I know that's a bit of a tricky question trying to think back yeah over 300 people yeah. <laughs> well, 150 people but oh gosh um do you know what one really impacted me recently and I was like oh this is like an episode that's going to stick with me for a while it was actually Rebecca Rosen so she's a psychic medium And she was talking about earth schools, soul contracts, and this stuff really, really interests me. Um, But I feel like obviously with everything happening globally over the last few years, you know, as a spiritual person, as someone who manifests whatever, you know, you want to kind of describe yourself as, I feel like it has been really tough for us to just trust the process and just kind of like understand what's been happening 
Um, so actually, I've really enjoyed, um, well, first of all, interviewing Rebecca and learning about, you know, all the intricacies to soul contracts and karma and predestined events, and how that ties into manifestation as well. Because I think, um, you know, a lot of the time in our sphere, it's kind of like, well, what's the point of manifesting if everything's predestined? So I think it's such a deep conversation with so many different facets to it, that actually, it was really great to hear Rebecca's take on it. And I just think it was, it just resonated totally with what I feel, what I practice. So she actually kindly sent me a copy of her book and I've just been absolutely loving it and learning more about, you know, why we're here and why things happen. And I think it's been deeply healing in itself to lean more into that spiritual side with that kind of knowledge. Um, But yeah, I feel like that episode really hit a chord with me because it kind of really just made me feel like, ah, like that's why. And then reading the book afterwards um, just really kind of like solidified that for me. Oh, I love that. And can I just ask as well, Emma, how's your Moldavite journey going? Because for those of you that don't know, like when I came on Emma's podcast at the start of this year, I sent her a piece of Moldavite to work with. And you had a bit of a wild experience with it, didn't you? How's the journey now? Because we're almost like nine, 10 months in now. Wild is an understatement, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) People ask me about this all the time. And obviously I've done that five month update video. But obviously we're a bit further ahead than that now. But for me, it exactly did what it said on the tin, what you told me it would do. It absolutely accelerated a lot of manifestations, accelerated money mindset and the growth of money of all kinds. Um, Obviously, it helped us manifest this house as well. And I didn't think I correlated that straight away because obviously I'd only got it like a few weeks prior. So I'd set the intentions and I was working with it. But obviously, as the famous story goes, we needed to manifest a hundred thousand pounds, which was yeah. a lot. And it was like, this is the hugest amount I've ever had to manifest, like in two weeks, not even like a long enough period of time. So I absolutely think the Moldavite helped accelerate that process and really helped us to be exactly where we needed needed to be with this house in a work-wise though and I know a lot of people say this I feel like it just like came at me from like totally like left field and I was like whoa like I never expected this stuff to come up as I've shared over the summer you know I've had huge huge life-changing epiphanies about trauma that happened in my childhood that I had no awareness of before Um, a bit like Gabby Bernstein's story and for me, obviously, I know that's the Moldavite really now getting to the root and really, you know, bringing up that deep work that maybe I wasn't able to hold or witness or sit with before. So mm-hmm. I feel like there's been a heck of a lot that has happened, like even from moving house, growth in everything in the business and finances, everything like that. But the inner work, I would say, has been the most transformational because obviously when we do the inner work, that's going to you know, have a knock on effect on other areas positively anyway. But I feel like I didn't expect it. I kind of thought yeah. like there's probably inner work coming up. Sure, I'm used to it, but I didn't expect the level and depth of what came up. But I'm so glad it did. Like that must sound really strange to say of like, I'm so glad really deep trauma came up. But for me, I do not want that under the surface. I do not want to be coming from that place. Yeah. And I know that the Moldavite has really helped me to come across the right people, come across the right tools to work with that. So I feel like it's really, really helped me to know myself on a level that I never knew myself on before. So 
I, it's been deeply healing in so many ways, and I'm sure it will continue to be. But equally, I'm really, really seeing that growth of, and acceleration of the manifestations, like you said. That's so nice. And it's so good that it's like helping you transform and heal at the same time. Because like you say, you don't want all that under your skin. You want to be able to work through it. You want to be able to learn from it. And that's the Mm -hmm. most important thing. I think when you're going through that trauma, it's to learn and see what lessons you can learn along the way and come out the other side as a bigger, better person. I love that. And just speaking of manifestation as well, because obviously the principles of manifestation are all around, you know, associated with setting goals and intentions. So going back to the podcast, how do you approach goal setting and intention setting for the podcast? Like what role has manifestation played in the growth of your show? Yeah. And I think I've kind of had like a love hate relationship with that over the years. Because <laughs> I feel like, you know, we're kind of taught like you should set goals around growth, set goals around yeah. what you want to achieve. And I'm all strategy, isn't it? It does my head in. Yeah. And I feel like I have definitely fallen kind of um, victim, so to speak, of those traps of, you know, you should be aiming for this. This is what a successful podcast looks like. And I think mm-hmm. we're all guilty of falling into those traps sometimes of comparison or feeling like I should be at this place or I should be there. So I feel like there's been a lot of unpacking, you know, in, in all senses of work, but especially with the podcast over the years. But, um, you know, I do definitely set goals and I feel like for ages, and I mean ages I was trying to hit this like one goal and it was like a quarterly goal and then I was kind of like setting it as a monthly goal as well and just each month it was going and going and not happening and I thought this is really strange that I can manifest so much in all other areas of the business but the podcast seems to be like stuck almost at that like kind of place and it seems really strange that it's just stuck there constantly And as soon as I switched the energy up in me, of course, as soon as I was doing that inner work and as soon as I changed the frequency of the podcast as well by, you know, making little changes, really thinking about what do I really want to talk about? Not what do I think I should be talking about? Not what's clickbait, not what's, you know, going to get the most listens, whatever, but what do I really want to talk about? And, you know, people say to me, I I have a social media manager and Laura says to me all the time, like, Emma, keep this podcast shorter. And I'm like, no, I want the people (laughs) to have the content. So I feel like I probably go against probably what most like logical social media managers would actually tell people to do. But I think by listening to myself, listening to my, you know, community of what they want, because that's so important as well, because it's not for me, it's for them. So I want to obviously honor what they want to hear as well. Um, I feel like that shifts hugely, but I feel like what really took it to that next level was one yes in some sense having you know I would say a better podcast cover for sure something a little bit more professional but you all have to start somewhere and I think if you look at the history of my podcast covers um you know they've kind of up leveled and grown with me over those years um and each served its purpose in that season as well but yes definitely you know focusing on my energy focusing on my vibration and how I'm showing up to the podcast the content um, and just making sure things feel really good is what shifts side. It's not about wishing harder or writing it down more or saying it yeah. more. It's all about energy, right? So I feel like I always tend to focus on the energy rather than the outcome because 
the outcome's just validation. It, it's not really going to change anything. It's, you know, it's nice to have those goals of wanting to reach more people and more people to learn that work, of course, because that is, you know, incredible in itself for more people to access these free resources. But ultimately it's taking away that ego side of things of like, I need this number or I need it to look this way. Um, and actually being like, does it bring you joy? Like you need to be doing the things that feel in alignment to you because that alignment will create any result you want. What have been some of the challenges that you faced along the way then? Like how have you kind of of managed to navigate them to keep your podcast absolutely thriving? Like have you ever just come to like a dead end and thought, oh, I need a week off here? Because I get like that sometimes and I know what it's like to come up with content week after week after week. And it is hard, isn't it, to think like, have I already talked about this? Can I go into this any more detail? Like, how do you, how do you get around and navigate those challenges? Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, after 300 episodes, how much can you talk about, right? (laughs) How much is going to be unique and a brand new topic? Um, So I think, you know, I have this on my YouTube as well. And I feel like, you know, especially when I'm bringing guests on or when we get guest pitches or I'm reaching out to people, you know, I want to make sure it's something completely unique that we haven't Mm. had before. I mean, obviously, you're going to have multiple people who talk about angels, you're going to have multiple people who talk about crystals or whatever. But I really want to find those unique takes and different conversations so that, you know, even if it is about crystals, for example, you know, we've had, obviously had yourself on, we've had um, Tamara Dreesen, we've had quite a few people talk about crystals over the years, but everybody's brought a new perspective to the table. And that's what I really like. You know, I don't just want to have the same conversations by different people. You yeah. know, I want people to learn so many different takes on crystals and learn from different people because, you know, not everybody's going to resonate with everything so if they can find a teaching or find a person or find a book that does resonate on that topic then that for me is the goal so I feel like bringing unique conversations on and again conversations that maybe aren't so mainstream as well are great because again it's bringing in the whole picture of you can listen to this episode and it might really resonate and change your life or maybe you'll listen to it and think this was great but you know maybe not something I want to implement so I feel like having that diversity and having that broad range of different topics people everything from all walks of life is great because you're bringing all conversations to the table then and there's just so much more yeah so much more you can learn from that but with my content definitely there's been periods over those six years where I'm like oh I feel like I'm talking about the same things or that episode didn't do very well and I thought it would or you know, you kind of get into those lulls, shall we say, where, like I said, with the goals, it was just kind of sticking and feeling a bit stagnant. And I think for me, I could talk for England about law of attraction or manifestation. I never have that issue. Um, but I really feel like it's homing in on what the core message is. So instead of like talking about lots of different things or like a kind of bringing loads of different facets into a conversation for me what's actually really helped myself but also I think helped the podcast in some senses grow is actually and thrive like you said is by having more direct topics and direct Mm -hmm. themes of you know it is okay to just like today's episode that's gone out is obviously about what to do if you get a message you don't like so it's not like a huge law of attraction theme but it's a topic of conversation that I've asked myself a lot of times you know a lot of people will so yeah there's always going to be those episodes that do really well and 
you know, hit home and have a really potent, powerful energy to them. Like how to get out of a manifesting rut was a few weeks ago. That one obviously did really well because a lot of people have been resonating with that. That was a big question on my Instagram. Whereas today's episode, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think, you know, I honestly get messages from people of, from episodes that, I don't think have done that well or I don't think are as potent or impactful and they're like Emma this is like the best episode I've listened to like it's hugely given me that epiphany so I just think you can't predict but for me it's about honoring what I want to talk about like really tuning into that and making sure it feels aligned you know I always have like a little spreadsheet of topics that have come up in Mm. questions Q&A's or just what I really feel called to talk about and I'll just turn up and be like right which ones do I feel called to talk about today And I feel like when you do that, it's you're honoring what you want to talk about. It's not forced and it it really does flow. So that's why they always end up being really long. (laughs) I get that. And I think that different people resonate with different pieces of content and they obviously resonate with, you know, different advice that you're giving them. So for example, I did a podcast episode on Friday, just gone all about the power of love and how the force of attraction is really branded as the force of love because you can't be attracted to something if you don't give love for it and show love for it and and i just thought oh this is an episode that you know how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com came up with very last minute, went totally off the cuff, didn't script a thing. And I had so many messages on Friday from my members and, you know, from listeners just saying, oh my God, that was one of your best episodes. And I was like, really? And I think it's just something that resonates with people, isn't it? So I've had, you know, like Kirstie Gallagher on the show and I thought her episode would have been the biggest and it was for a while. As soon as I switched podcast providers, because that episode's kind of fizzled out a little bit now, people are listening to other episodes from the past more and it's just what people resonate with. So I think like, as you're celebrating your 300th episode, 
what kind of message or lesson do you hope that your audience takes away from listening to your podcast? Like the insights that you've shared over the last six years, what do you think the overarching message or lesson is that you hope the audience takes away from that? Yeah, and I think that's a great question. I would say that you are your best guru, that we've had so many incredible people on the podcast over the years who have millions of followers, some with, you know, hundreds of followers. And the message is always the same of, you know yourself, trust yourself, you are your best guru, but we're all just here to help and guide you with that lovingly. We're here to give you some suggestions. We're here to walk you home back to yourself but that is your journey and you have the power within yourself to do that. We're just that reminder of how to do that and, you know, navigating that path with you because we're all on this human journey as well. But I would say for me, the the goal or the message that I bring to the podcast is of unconditional love of it is about manifesting your desires. It is about creating your reality and bringing amazing abundance into your life. But that can only be done when we experience that unconditional love for ourselves and experience that love within our life. So I feel like it's that it's that message of like, you're here to manifest your dreams, but Emma's here to take you way deeper. And we're going to do that inner work and you're going to feel epic afterwards. And your life is going to reflect that commitment to yourself and to the love within yourself. So I think that's definitely always the message that all of my work carries, but especially the podcast I love that. So looking ahead, what can your audience expect from your podcast in the future? Like, do you have any exciting plans that you can share with us? Any themes, developments on the horizon? Well, in true me style, it's all very intuitive. It's all very kind of like, I'm doing it in that moment rather than like planned months and months ahead. But I really am excited to manifest, of course, some even more incredible guests onto the show. Um, obviously this year we brought in the bonus episodes as well each month so the last Thursday of every month you get a bonus episode so we've had like sound baths which have been so fun for me to try and bring it onto the podcast as well we've had meditations subliminals so it feels really nice to have that little extra little bonus each month so that's definitely continuing because I love doing that and everybody has been loving it as well Um, But I wouldn't say there's kind of like anything hugely different to expect moving forwards. Um, I would just say more of the incredible content, more of the incredible guests. Um, And yeah, like for me, I'm like, oh, like who, who am I going to manifest next on the podcast? So it's really kind of like challenged me now because every time we do these check-in podcasts, I've manifested those people, which is obviously incredible. But then I'm like, oh my God, who are we going to manifest next? (laughs) I was going to say, because if you had a magic wand and you could wave it and have anyone in the world on your podcast, I know last time you mentioned it was Tony Robbins. Mm. So who do you think it would be now? Has that changed? Do you think it would still be Tony Robbins? Or is there someone else that you're thinking, oh my God, I really, really love their work. Maybe like an underdog or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like my answer probably changes quite a lot to that because although I don't think I can ever pick one. I'm like, can't I just have a group of people I could, you know, manifest on? Um, so I feel like in the next 100 episodes, the kind of people I would really, really love to have on is Rain Wilson, who plays Dwight from um, The Office. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so spiritual. And I never really? 
Yes. He's I didn't published know with my publisher, Soul Bloom, which is a book all about being spiritual. So he's spiritual AF and was in the office. And I never knew this until his book was being promoted everywhere. So I'd really love to bring him on the podcast. Um, there's always two that obviously, like, as we know, the old school law of attraction teachers, I'd love to bring on Rhonda Byrne and I'd love to bring on Esther Hicks. These yes. will always be the ultimate manifestation podcast guests. <laughs> um, but also another person which I really love his work um, because I love watching Down's Worth on Netflix. And he's called Darren Olean and he presents with Zac Efron on the show. Um, so, I mean, if we got both of them, that would be great. Who wouldn't want Zac Efron as well? Um, but Darren is really, really like, I love his message and he's really putting out a powerful message around um, chemicals and how we are impacting the environment, but in really great tangible ways to understand. So I really would love a conversation with him at some point. But I think if it was like the ultimate guest to have on, Oh gosh, that's so hard. I mean, obviously still Tony Robbins, absolutely. Yeah. Like we're still going to manifest that. Um, I feel like a lot of people would probably expect me to say like Oprah or it's so hard when you've had so many incredible people on <laughs> to think who's the one person I would have on. But I really think like Esther Hicks because I feel like their work has really, really, you know, inspired me hugely over my journey and I'm always I always want those kind of people on the podcast because if it's inspired me I know it's going to work so I want to share that with my community so we'll say Tony Robbins, Esther Hicks, Rhonda Byrne um, and anybody else is a bonus. <laughs> oh I can't wait to listen honestly I love Esther Hicks's work I love uh, Rhonda Byrne's work as well anything about them so do you th have you tried to get on other people's podcasts? Is there someone in particular that you're trying to get on their podcast, but they're not getting back to you or anything like that? Do you want to put anything out to the universe? Is there anyone in particular that's not returning your calls? No, but I, nope. have, <laughs> I have this one thing that I've always said. I'm like, I'd love to go on Stephen Bartlett's podcast. <gasps> oh my I'd love God, to have yes. him on mine too. He'd be someone I'd love to have on this podcast, but. It sounds so silly, but I've said this before where I'm just like, do you know what? It sounds so ridiculous and so like unrealistic, but it's just that kind of secret desire. I mean, we're not reaching out or anything, but um, yeah, it, it would just be one of those things like, do you remember when we joked about that on the podcast, Mark, and then like it happens? Yeah. <laughs> Well, you never know. That's how most manifestations start, isn't it? With a wishful thought. And then all of a sudden you take those little inspired steps. And before you know it, bam, you're there. Yeah, Thank you me. never know. Weirder things have happened, haven't they? So, And finally, Emma, do you have any advice or words of wisdom? This is a bit of a, a niche one, but for aspiring podcasters, for because your podcast is just so successful, obviously, it's number one in the UK for spirituality. It's constantly like there in the charts. So anyone that's aspiring to be a podcaster themselves, like especially those interested in, you know, manifestation, spirituality, do you have any advice or words of wisdom of, you know, how to get started, how to keep on going, how to keep that consistency and just to level up your life? Mm. Um, 
yeah and I mean we've all been there haven't we from day one where we're like posting that first episode and we're like is anyone gonna listen is anyone gonna show up it's kind of like you've you've planned a party and then it's like are people gonna show up I've put so much effort into this so I I got 20 people listen to my first episode and I thought that was amazing and I was like well 20 people and then next week it was like 200 and then it jumped to 400 And, and just remember like the first week though I was impressed with 20 people I didn't think 20 people would have listened yeah I mean I can't remember like the first listenership but it must have been like 100 200 yeah. maybe that so like for me I was like oh my god that's so exciting 100 people are listening to this but I think that there's so much beauty in that of that celebration because you're not taking things for granted you haven't got that expectation of I expect it to do well straight away because as we know with a lot of things it takes time it takes consistency mm. just like our manifestations you know you need to nurture things and that consistency is so so key because at the end of the day as I always say in business as a whole you have to want to get up and do that every single day even if there's no money even if there's no one listening even if you feel like it's failing, because your passion is what is going to lead that. And your passion creates that alignment and your passion creates the container for people to be like, wow, like Martin and Emma are really passionate about this. Like, I really want to listen to this more. So you have to be passionate about what you're talking about. You have to want to talk about it all day long, even for no money and no lessons, because it can feel like, especially in the beginning, a very... I don't want to say like a thankless job because that's not the right term, but you kind of feels like, oh, like I'm not really getting a return from it sort of thing in whatever way you're determining return as. But over time with that consistency, things do grow. Mm. People share things, people recommend things. And you will notice that ripple effect, just like you said with your episodes kind of doubling each week. You will notice that ripple effect, but you've got to want to do it for you, you've got to want to do it for your passion first, yeah. not for that external reward of money or followers or listens, whatever, because that all is like a external thing. Whereas you have to create that alignment within yourself and you have to create the energy of that container, that podcast, that YouTube, whatever, and the people will come. So yeah, it's definitely about consistency. It's definitely about having that passion for the topics you want to talk about consistency as well like you said obviously sometimes you want to take a week off and for me um I'm just so Virgo that we have so many episodes recorded (laughs) so far in advance apart from the solo cast obviously that I can take a week off if I want so I think it's allowing it to you know create that flexibility in it as well don't become a slave to it because I really felt that with the YouTube sometimes that I felt like I was a slave to creating content and I was kind of really on that hamster wheel of creating content. And then when I took the summer off, I was like, oh my God, thank God. But it's not that I didn't love YouTube. It's not that I didn't love creating videos. I freaking love it. It was just that I got in this cycle and this kind of like where I felt like I couldn't take a week off or I couldn't do that. So I think it's making it work around you. It's making it work around your schedule and your life so that it feels expansive. It feels exciting. And, you know, especially with podcasts, people take breaks. In the first few Mm -hmm. seasons, we had a little like month break before the next season came out. So again, it's it's being creative with how you're creating that content so you can have that flexibility, but also the passion has to be there because that is what's going to drive you in those times where it feels like that lull, in those times where you feel like, oh, it's not growing or it's not, you know, hitting my expectations. But um, 
my therapist said this to me the other day and he said, Emma, do you realize that everything that does really well in your life is when you have zero expectations? Yeah. And the things that you are like, should we say, struggling with to manifest or feel more frustrating are the things you have expectations around. And I thought like, oh my gosh, I needed him to say that to me because it was that reminder of, I didn't even want to start the podcast. I was so resistant to it. And I was like, ah, like I haven't got time to do that. Do people even listen to podcasts? And yeah, people could be like, was that the right energy to start that podcast? Was that the right energy to manifest all that I have in the podcast? But I could see through my consistency and my passion when I tried it, that I loved it so much that I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad I did this. And then the energy shifted and then things took off and grew because my energy had shifted with it. So I think don't have any expectations with it as well. Let it be what it needs to be. Yeah, I was going to say, when you were talking there, you mentioned about like that instant gratification as well. And some people think that they're going to put out a podcast and they're just going to get like thousands of sales from it on their own website or they're going to get thousands of leads, that kind of thing. And it doesn't really work like that because like you mentioned there, when you speak passionately about something and you put that out to the world and the world hears how passionate you are about it, they tend to buy in anywhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So when you show up consistently and passionately, that's when people invest in you. Denise Duffield Thomas always says, doesn't she, your face is your fortune. And what she means by that is like people are buying you. They are buying your personality, basically. So how you show up on social media, how you show up on podcasts, that is what people are buying into. I think it's it's so, so mm-hmm. right. But everything you said there is just amazing. And it's like, it would give people like hope that, you know, one day they might be at number one in the UK for spirituality as well. Or another category, stay out of our lanes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? It, yeah, it gives people hope and like aspiration that, you know, if if we can do it, then why can't they either? Yeah. Absolutely. What would your tips be from your podcast, Mark? I think it would just be mainly consistency, uh, like I like was saying earlier, because there was, there's been so many times where, you know, it, this is sound, going to sound so weird, but I've never had so many throat infections while I've been recording podcasts. And you only realize that you get a throat infection so bloody much when you need to record on a podcast. And there's been so many episodes where I feel like, if I listened back to them, I would probably go back and re-record them because I sound like this or I've got like this really sore throat and I really can't. It's it's awful. I sound like Marge Simpson in most of my episodes. And, and do you know what it is? Like there, there was those times were the times when I thought to myself, I can't put this out or I cannot record a podcast this week or I haven't got the energy or I haven't got the time. And somehow I've always just thought, you know, come on, consistency is key. I think Uh I missed one episode between Christmas and New Year, the first year that I started. And then after that, last year, I remember thinking, I'm just going to pre-record a Christmas episode so that I don't have to bother. And I just thought, why didn't I do this last year? Do you know what I mean? So I have recorded consistently every single week apart from one week. Um, And I think it is consistency. And when you show up consistently for other people, when you're giving them free advice, and it is free, people do complain about it, but it is free. Um, 
but when you're giving out that free advice consistently, people buy into you and people obviously learn a lot from you. I get messages daily from people saying like, you know, thank you for the podcast. I feel like you're my new best friend. I feel like I could go out for a drink with you. I feel like I know you inside out. And even last week, I went to see S Club 7 at the arena. And when I walked in, this girl screamed, jumped on me, took a photo and went, oh my God, there's Johnny. Oh my God, where's your dog? And I was like, what? <laughs> you literally knew everything about me. And I was like, this is so, so weird. And she was like, I've listened to every single episode. But I was like, everyone else was just looking as if to say, like, who the hell's that? Because obviously, you've got to be in that niche, haven't you? It's like, Johnny always says to me, we'll watch like Taskmaster or something. And there'll be like people on there that we're like, who the heck's that? And we'll go on their Instagram and they've got like a million followers. And we're like, we've never heard of them before. Do you know what I mean? So I think it is just like, it's all in perspective, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, I just think consistency is a massive one, dedication, showing that passion, showing that authenticity and mm. showing that, you know, like you are an authentic person, just being yourself and not putting on a, a a mask or a false persona, just being who you are. And I mean, we've met each other, haven't we? We went to Happy Place Festival earlier this year. That was the first time we've met each other and we were practically sharing beds. We might as well have been <laughs> we're literally like two feet away from each other when we woke up. Um but yeah, that was the first time I'd ever met you. And I just thought she's exactly how she is on her podcast. Yeah, and ditto. Definitely. I think that's so important. And I think one thing maybe we haven't mentioned as well is like the friendships that come from the podcast. Yeah, where yeah, yeah. You connect with people, you connect with different teachers. And like, honestly, hand on heart, I can call some of these people my really good friends, just like yourself now. And yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, like, would we have had these friendships and connections if we hadn't of podcast swapped or collaborated or, you know, listened to someone's podcast. So I think there's a really nice collaborative, supportive message to podcasts as well, where, you know, I'm always happy to do podcast swaps with people and support their work and they support my work. And it's just this really nice community where, like you said, in the beginning of like, someone comes across your work, someone comes across my work. And it's, it's all helping the collective. It's all bringing the same message home just in different ways people resonate with. So yeah, I think there's a beautiful community to the podcast side of things as well. Amazing. Well, Emma, we've come to the end of our chat and I've absolutely loved it. I don't know about you. I hope that I did you proud on your own pod. And, you know, thank you so much for letting me interview you. I'm very, very excited to see what's to come from you in the future. Very excited. Oh, thank you so much, Mark. It's honestly been so exciting to have you here. And I'm so glad you said yes to this. And it's been so nice to just sit down and reflect and talk about the last 100 episodes and just celebrate, you know, all of the podcasts as well and celebrate your podcast too. Because like you say, it is hard work sometimes to keep that consistency there. And I think, you know, I'm really proud of showing up for the last six years and 300 episodes here because I've learned so much from this podcast. So I can't even begin to imagine what people have learned from the podcast and yeah. all the guests we've had as well. But um, Mark, quickly tell people more about yourself and obviously Canny Crystals and what's coming up next for you. Fill us in. Oh, well, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. I am at Canny Crystals. And my two main websites are cannycrystals.co.uk for all your online spiritual needs. You know, crystals, books, tarot decks. Emma's tarot decks and books are all on there. Um, and then I've basically also got cannycrystalsacademy.co.uk. And that's for all your self-development and manifestation online courses. 
Um, what's coming up next for me? Well, I've got my adoption panel this week, so I'm not entirely sure because once I get approved for this, I could potentially have a screaming kid in the background of all my podcasts <laughs> from next week. So who knows? I just wing it. I don't have a strategy. I don't have a strategist. I wing it. So yeah, we'll just have to see what happens. And I'm still oh. going to be working 24-7. <laughs> You're just going to be that dad with the baby on your front, like in the little holder. Basically, I'll be doing all my content with a baby strapped to it. It's probably spew up my shoulder and everything. It'll be lush. It'll be fine. But let's just appreciate what a big manifestation that is that you're even yeah. here. Because I remember when you first told me about this. When was it? The beginning of this year you told me it about this? February. Yeah, yeah, February. Yeah, February. Yeah, when we did the podcast. And that feels so amazing that we're sat here now in October and it's literally a week away. So I'm sending you the biggest, oh my gosh, positive vibes and amazingness because I know it's going to happen for you. And I'm sure everybody else listening is also holding you in that vision of being the best dad ever. So <laughs> thank you, Emma. I loved it. And also you all need to go check out Mark's Moldavite, as I call it. I've coined the term for you, Mark. I've, it's Mark's Moldavite because it, it's got a nice ring to it. Um, so if you are intrigued by Moldavite, you can go and listen to me and Mark's um, episode. I'll link it below from February when he came on the podcast, um, the famous time that he gave me the Moldavite, Moldavite. And thank you so much for doing that, Mark. That was so lovely of you to do. And like, it's changed my life in amazing ways. So um, yeah, so I'm so grateful. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Thank you so much for being here over the last 300 episodes. Oh my gosh, that feels so wild to say, but so exciting to say at the same time. I truly, truly appreciate all your love, all your support, all your comments, all your listens, every DM. Like, honestly, I love this podcast so, so much. And I'm so excited to see where we are in the next 100 episodes, where we are in the next six years. And long may all the inspiration, passion and flow, alignment and manifestation to continue. So thank you so much, guys, for listening. So there you have it. 300 episodes. I honestly just have, I just could probably do a whole podcast on how grateful I am for each and every one of you. So I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. The last six years have been a roller coaster, both personally and professionally, in the most amazing ways. And it's been so amazing to document that here on this podcast, to share these teachings with you, to see my four beautiful books birthed into the world, decks, everything. And I'm just so, so grateful that you choose to listen to this podcast, you support this podcast and you choose to support me too. So yeah, just thank God I continued the podcast and didn't listen to, oh, I don't wanna do this. Um, You know, I I took the leap, I tried it, I loved it, and here we are all those years later. So I think it just proves that sometimes we can feel resistance to some of the most incredible opportunities that come our way. And we have to just try these things and listen to that intuition and that divine timing too. And just try things. Just try it and see where it leads you because you never know, you could have a podcast six years later with 300 episodes. And also I just want to quickly say as well, 
If this podcast has helped you in any way, any way, shape or form over the last six years, I would really, really appreciate you leaving a review on the podcast platform that you listen to this on. It really helps the podcast to be seen by more people, which of course helps share the message of all the incredible guests we have here on this podcast and manifestation and spirituality too. It doesn't take long and I would really, really appreciate it if you wouldn't mind doing so. But thank you so much, gorgeous souls, for listening to this episode and every other episode here over the last six years, over the last 300 episodes. I'm so grateful that we got to celebrate all together today. Don't forget to subscribe if you're new here because I would love, love to see you again soon. And don't forget you can also join my free Law of Attraction support group over on Facebook where you can join myself and other like-minded souls where we talk all things Law of Attraction and spirituality. I hope you have a fabulous week, whatever you're up to, and I'll see you all in my next episode, which will be next week. Lots of love. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.